Welcome to Consider Yourself Hugged, episode 84, From Castle to Cottage. Normally, you would now hear, I'm Tammy and I'm Michelle, but I'm actually getting ready to text Michelle to tell her that we got so caught up chatting during the beginning of our recording that we never even recorded an intro. So I am here to welcome you and say that I'm so glad that you were here. And now there's going to be this weird, like sudden introduction into our conversation but welcome, happy to have you. Here we go. So last night I was Googling, I thought, well, what is like the latest thought? And you, you know, you being in, in your field probably know so much more, but I was like, what is the latest research or what are people saying about perspective and expectations? And I found these three articles and I was, oh, and, and I had this kind of a rough speaking engagement at some point, I won't say when, It didn't go as well as I wanted it to. And I called Jamie, my son, and I was just venting. I was like, you know, there was this and there was this. And he said, well, apparently I went on a little bit too long because he said, you know what you always tell me? And I said, well, I tell you a lot of things. You're going to have to be more specific. (laughs) He said, you can't catastrophize it. And I was like, And I was, I was like, well, this might happen and this might happen. And I was like, okay, thank you so much for throwing that back in my face. But even about like the way that my thoughts have gone about the house and he, he was so good about reminding me that, and and I'm sure with you too, we both can give really great advice. Oh, absolutely. How many times, like, am I giving advice? And I think I need to take that advice. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm assuming everyone listening probably does the same thing, but then there's that time where something happens and it reminds you that you need to go back and everything will be okay. And you need to take your own advice. Yeah. yeah. And I I have posted about like, like self-care is definitely a a topic that, you know, I talk a lot about, I talk with people about, I talk about it with nursing students and I am not, it does, I'm terrible at it. Like I work a lot. And like taking the time to do the things I need to do self-care-wise for me. I mean, like, Mm. mm -hmm. Mm. see, I don't live, we don't live daily life with each other. You know, we, we live like basically an hour apart and I'm not sure with this move, it's probably going to be about the same. I mean, I'm moving. I think so. Yeah. It takes me about an hour to get there. Yeah. And I'm actually moving to where Michelle, the town Michelle used to live. So that's kind of fun, but so we don't like spend days together. We don't work together. So this is something you and I haven't talked about, about your problem with work. No, you didn't. (laughs) Well, it it is like, it is a problem. (laughs) Okay. Well, you're normally helping therapy me. We therapy each other, but that'll be, that'll be one of our topics. Okay. Coming up. Okay. All right. Work and life balance. Okay. Well, so I pulled up these articles before I go through, like, just quickly, like the thoughts and stories. Did, did you got them right? The articles that I sent you? Yes, I did. So I have the one pulled up that says why speaking to yourself in the third person makes you wiser. <laughs> and can you see my screen still? I can. Yeah. I see what you highlighted. Yeah. I was like, I love this so much. I'm just going to go through a couple of things on there and then, then I'll share the story. And then maybe we can just kind of go like, if, if, if you're listening right now, trying, you're going through something, it could be just a little bit tough. It could be a lot tough, you know, and you're trying to like, look at it. 
in a new and fresh way. This was something that I had not, I, I had not heard this before, but I'm going to just read this quote in the beginning from this article. And we'll put links to the article in the show notes. It says, we credit Socrates with the insight that, and then quote, the unexamined life is not worth living. And to know thyself is the path to true wisdom. But is there a right and a wrong way to go about such self-reflection? I mean, did you, did, did that like speak to you at all? Cause I was like, the unexamined life is not worth living. I so agree with that. Like to and, Yes, to a degree. Yeah, absolutely. It, it did speak to me. And I think, I think it depends on how you're exactly like it says, how you're approaching that. That's important. Like, yeah. Is it a positive? Are you approaching it from a positive standpoint or a negative standpoint? Are you kind to yourself? We've talked about that before. Right. Not right. Not beating yourself up, not examining yourself and, and beating yourself up. But I mean, I'll paraphrase the next thing it was talking about. So sometimes people, including myself, think that reflection, like maybe we don't think it may be on a conscious level, but we ruminate over something over and over and over and over and over again and think that that's reflection but that's not really reflection. And this article is talking about people who, who do that, like ruminate and obsess about something over and over. You're at a risk of depression. Your decision-making is poor. And you probably see that, right? I mean, you help people and thinking with that whole obsessive thing, I'm oh, not yeah. OCD, but. Yes. Yeah. And I think that, um, you, I mean, what you said, you make such a good point that there's a difference between rumination and reflection. And so like reflecting on something to kind of see, okay, what were the positive? What were the negatives? What can I learn from this? Moving on is different from that, like mm-hmm. continual negative like analysis. Yeah. And I don't even know if rumination, would you even say it's analysis? Because really oftentimes what you're doing is replaying the movie over and over and over and over again. I, I mean, most of the time, I think it's not, it's probably not really analysis. And if it is analysis, it's generally more analysis from a negative standpoint of like what, what went wrong, <laughs> right, right. what went wrong, um, what, um, what could go wrong, what will continue to go wrong. It's generally a, a negative rumination. I mean, I don't know of anyone who ruminates positively. Yeah, I guess not. That's probably not a word we associate with positive. So the thing, though, that that struck me a minute ago when I said I haven't really heard this or done this was so this article talks about um, this ancient rhetorical method. Um, Julius Caesar done it called Iliism, and it's looking it's speaking about yourself in the third person. And later in the article, I've posted about this before. I, I don't like people referring to them. Tammy doesn't like it when people call themselves their name. <laughs> like like speakers will get up and they'll say. Well, you might say, Tammy, how, and I'm like, I don't know, for some reason, does that bug you when people use their own name or is that, Um, I notice it. Yeah. It's not, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's not something that like it it comes off as, oh, that's different. Okay. So you don't want to like poke your eyes out or kill the person or anything. No. (laughs) Do you? No, no, not that bad. It is weird for me, but down at the bottom, it refers to how people can think that whole third person is comical because of um, they refer to um, the Seinfeld episode, which you've not seen it. I'll put a link to there, too. When Jimmy, the guy named Jimmy, did you watch Seinfeld? Yes. And I have seen that episode. Yes. (laughs) I love Seinfeld. Yes. So, I mean, that and then what was the other one? Um, Oh, Sesame Street, where 
I guess Elmo must call himself Elmo. I'm not really that's, sure. That's different. I love Elmo. So it's completely okay. It's okay with you, but it's yeah. comical. Like, it's not like, like how in the world would you apply that to therapy or to perspective or to. Right. Uh, right. It, it sends a message. Like it gives you an impression of, of that person. That's probably not even true, I guess. Yeah. Well, I loved it. I thought the whole, and I, I did it a little bit last night. Thank goodness I was in by myself and nobody had to hear it, but okay. So let me just like go through like what's been happening with this house. And wait, wait, you like spoke in third person last night. Is that what you were telling? Is that I, that's what you were saying? I did. Okay. Amy. <laughs> well, I didn't, I was saying, well, Tammy might've been <laughs> no one was around Tim would die I mean because we joke about it all the time like what what was positive about it like what did you like about it about talking to the third person Uh uh-huh well I'm glad you asked let me pull up this other article that I also highlighted nope that's not it so it must be this one okay so this this was an actual research article which could have put me to sleep but it says and we'll put this in the show notes too. And it says it's about the strategic or deliberate adoption of a third person perspective is proposed to help you regulate your emotions better. And then it goes on to say, however, if you spontaneously go into third person, that might be counterproductive. Meaning like if I were to just be upset and always talking about myself in the third person, that could be a mental health issue am I and does that making sense yeah okay, you're detaching Tammy's mad Tammy's, yeah. Tammy's gonna go off Tammy's gonna but <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry I just you need to do it Tom I'm, I'm the one who sounds like a moron here but, okay go ahead do it chill you're not gonna do it are you I didn't think so okay. <laughs> to be honest Michelle did not read all of this article. <laughs> That's all I wanted, Michelle. That is all I wanted was for you to call yourself Michelle. Now it's all good. Um, but if I decide to say, like to talk about the issues with the house and work through it so that I can look at my perspective and maybe even alter my expectations, that it can actually help with my emotions. And there's another article that we'll post that talks about how that can affect your mood. Um, I'll talk about that one in a minute. So yes, talking. So what I did, okay, wait back up. So here's the deal with the house, like really quickly. And then maybe we can go through the third person together and anything else you want to share about perspective in your life too is wonderful. But so we, a long 10 years, probably longer, we had a house and actually we had two rental houses after Tim and I got married, we had two rental houses. We bought a house and then, so we sold our actual house we sold one of the rentals. We moved into the other rental and the kids were all still at home then. And this other, this house was the house Tim lived in before we got married. So it was big. It had enough room for all the kids. And we thought we needed to sell that house and move into an apartment. And Michelle, I can remember, I can remember crying, thinking things like, and this is again about perspective. And I, I remember thinking, what will the kids think? What will people think? How can we let people know that at this stage of life, we're moving into an apartment? You know, how can we give up this yard and, and having space for everybody? 
it was so, I cried and cried and cried when we walked out of that house. It was just the worst time. You know what I mean? I mean, it was like, I, I was so worried about what everybody else would think. So that's kind of where it started. And then, so moving forward, um, lots of, we're just not, those people are going to live in the same house for 50 years. You know, we're just not, we'll move if we want to move to a different state. So we buy this house in Gallatin, the castle. Okay. So I just wanted to give that, that background to say, I've been through a move that was a little tough before. And I was just a basket case. So we buy this house, the castle house in Gallatin, and we became the people who live in the castle. You've been there. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful and it did look like a castle. Yeah, I'll post a picture. Yes, a lot of huge yard, like beautiful outdoor space. Yeah. In the woods, screened in porch with the little swings. And I mean, just literally in the woods, five acres almost. So we live in this house. We actually rented it out once when we moved to California. We moved back and then COVID. And then my husband lost his job. I lost all of my speaking business. And we've told y'all this, everybody knows this, if you've listened to us before. Um, but, but the bigger thing with COVID is that when we were all home all the time, we realized how much work had to be done in this house. And we're not those people. And this house is 20, see, 96, 06. I don't know. It's like 20 years old. It's not old, old, but it's in the woods. So there's, there's moss and moisture and rot and trees are falling all the time. And we're just, we're just not. And so it it just kept needing more and more and more and more. Tim went into full-time photography, doing wildlife stuff. So he wants to travel. I I took the sales job where I needed to travel some. And I was just like, I can't do this house anymore. So we put it up for sale. And I guess you would call it downsizing. Um, So financially, it'll definitely be a help. We made a great profit on the house because of the market. But we left the castle house to move into uh, with the castle house with, with five acres in a neighborhood where I knew everybody, everybody had at least five acres. Some people had 10, 15, um, older neighborhood, very established. And we move into phase two, or we're going to, we haven't closed yet. Phase two of six phases of a planned community in another town about a half hour away. And they're, they're smaller. The lots are I don't know. You don't measure them in acres. You know, you measure them in, is it feet, square feet, I guess. I don't know. Um, So right now you can almost reach out your window and touch the next house. So that's, that's where we're moving. And I love it, but I don't think that I processed it properly with perspective to get to a place where there's no regrets, no worries. So that's kind of, that's where I am. Any thoughts thus far? You feel like, like it, um, the familiarity of the move before, do you feel like some of it was for that? Cause we've talked so many times and I know that you were so excited about this move, this change, you knew exactly why mm-hmm. you guys wanted to move and, you know, we're excited about it. So do you think it, it is kind of some of the stuff from the last move? I think it's, and and let me be clear too, I have been perfectly happy about it. I mean, I have been excited about it. It's a brand new house, which means I'm not going to have 
plumbing that's going to suddenly go out because it's 20 years old and we don't have rotting trees. That are, I mean, it's brand new. The lot is small enough that we can push mow it, which means we may be able to put out some flowers and not have to worry about cutting up down trees. Um, it's big enough. I love it. But there is like, there was still in my perspective now, I guess my whole point in the beginning is my perspective now because of time experiences and all of that is different than it was 10 years ago. There's been no like wailing on a, you know, gnashing of teeth, crying, all of that stuff. Um, but there were still just a couple weird little things. We went to the, the castle house yesterday because the lady that they bought it, she agreed to keep my plants. And so it was a little weird you know, going back in it and seeing other people enjoying the woods. Cause now we've, you know, part of it is identity, right? We went from the castle people, everybody wanted to come to our house, you know, every, we had all the events at our house and that part like is gone. And you did some work on that house too. Like you guys did some, yeah. you know, you, you did put some time into the house. We did, we did, but I know, you know, deep down that it is such the right decision. And, and so when I was looking at this other article, this is the third one, a couple things stuck out to me. Um, one thing was, it says your, your perspective might feel permanent, but it isn't. Whether you realize it yet or not, your perspective is actually a choice. And like any choice, it can be changed. And so I feel like even those times, I guess this is the part that helped with the third person thing. It was like, Okay, I just feel so weird doing this, but it's like talking about myself as if I were talking about you, like saying Michelle might be upset because da 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 da, or Michelle might feel worried about da 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 da. So I had to do that for me. So it was like, you know, so I was talking, not in a Seinfeld, Jimmy's whatever way, but, um, you know, Tammy might be feeling a little bit of a loss because that house did become a really important part of her life. Or, you know, Tammy is probably going to have to let go of getting an identity, which you know I talk about a lot, identity, about getting identity from a structure, you know, from a location that all of those relationships that we have are still there. They're just going to happen in a different place. Let me scroll down on here too. Cause didn't I have, I mean, like and when you put it that way, I mean, that makes perfect sense of how it could be helpful. Like talking about it to where you're trying to separate yourself a little bit from the emotion. I mean, cause how many times do we hear like someone talk about a situation and it's completely clear to us because we, we don't have the emotion attached, but when it's us that go through the same thing and there's all that emotion attached, it's, it feels less clear. And so you're trying to, to separate out the emotion a little bit. So that makes, makes perfect sense how it could be helpful. Yeah. I mean, it was, and I think, um, one of the things on Facebook, I posted about this yesterday that we were going to record this podcast and a friend of mine wrote, oh, downsizing. That sounds so great. Um, it would be awful for us to downsize everything that we have. And she's a little bit older than me. And then somebody in her family came back and said, yes, but just imagine you're going to have a house full of memories, just like grandma used to have. 
And that kind of, you know what I mean? That kind of made me go, it set, it could have set me back a little bit like, oh, see, we have no memories. We just keep moving from house to house to house. But that's not the way everybody lives. You know, some people do have. So with my, this is another thing I had to tell myself last night. Um, Tammy might be feeling that she's not established, you know, a base of memories and, and a spot for her family. But then I had to come back and it, like, if I were saying that to you, like, no. So if you were telling me you felt that way, I would say back to you. Yeah. But you have instilled a sense of adventure in your children. You know, it's not about you go see them. Tammy goes to see them in New Mexico, in Orlando, <laughs> in New York, you know, they, so I don't have to, I don't have to have a home for 75 years. Well, it, and if you remember, like you and I talked about this when I was talking through, you know, um, I don't think I've shared this, but you know, my, my dad recently passed away, passed away in February and he lived in the home that I had grown up in. And so my whole life, childhood and so forth. And, and he lived there um, with his wife, who was um, not my mom. My mom's already passed away as well. And he gave me the option to buy his house. And because and, he knew like it's, it's where I grew up and so forth. And so he gave me that option and I really had to think through. I talked about it with my sister. You and I talked about it. Um, just do I want this house and why would I want the house? And so it came down to it. The house is not in great shape. It, it needs um, a whole lot of work. It is not in an area where I would ever live. And so it came down to, would I want to buy this house just to go and visit memories mm. or ghosts or, and so just kind of like what you're saying, I mean, it's great to have a house full of memories, but you know, how far do you go with that? Like when it does not fit where you are in life, when it does not like make sense in any other yes. realm, like, do you hold on to that? Just to, I mean, you know, with my mom, my dad now gone, my brother, it, it would be easy to do because there's a whole lot of memories of them there. So it would be easy to want to hang on to it and go and visit those memories. But I, I don't know that that's, I mean, that just, did not feel like the right thing to do. I remember, I did not remember that conversation until you, till you just brought it up. And I was like, you did go through that. Mm -hmm. you know, what, and you had to walk through and look at your perspective on things. And, and I was thinking too, when you said that, um, what was I thinking? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What was Tammy thinking? What was it? See, I was getting ready to say that the only thing I was missing from that conversation is you did not interject Michelle into there. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's going to take some work. <laughs> yeah, I've had 24 hours, or I don't know how long to. I just thought it was the coolest thing. But um, we love Big Bang Theory, and I was telling Tim when we were talking about the castle, and we, I mean, we'd already sold it, but we were talking about it, and there was an episode where Sheldon, um. No, sorry, Leonard and Penny, which are, if you don't watch Big Bang Theory, then we can't be friends. But but if you don't know, I'm just kidding. But Leonard and Penny are just a couple on there and they're married and they were talking about their future. And Leonard said, oh, I." Penny was talking about living in the city. And Leonard said, 
oh, I always thought we would get, you know, a house with a yard. And she looked at him with just like this, this haughty look and said, oh, so you can mow the yard and play basketball. And I was like, that's kind of like with our house. Oh, so we're going to keep this house so that we can spend every weekend cutting trees. And like, we're not that, there are some people who love that and we just don't. And so what are, we're going to keep the house, like what you said, for, for memories or another thing that are we going to keep this house so that we don't feel like a failure at not being able to take care of this house? You know, um, no, Tammy, you are not a failure because of you're selling a house. You're selling a house because you want to simplify your life and have more time to do things and travel and go see your family and have honestly, you know, less debt. We'll have this house paid off in a very short period of time. And then life is, is going to be good, better time-wise. Right. Right. It's just a choice of where you want to spend your money. And so, you know, you, you get to choose that. Tammy gets to choose that. Tammy gets to choose that. Michelle gets, and I thought this, this, so this other article, um, tell me what you think about, this is called your perspective. Is it secretly controlling your mood? And they had some questions to ask, like when you're trying to, to look at your perspective, um, again, this will be in the show notes, questions like, well, why do I think and feel this way? And you did this with your house decision, mm-hmm. you know, is it, where did I learn to think or feel this way? And I can definitely analyze myself with the, the finances because, you know, my parents were never really able to hold on to anything. We lived our whole life just, you know, losing houses to foreclosures and renting houses and then getting kicked out. And, um, who else do I know who thinks and feels this way? And I wasn't sure about that question, but I think maybe it means you could talk to that person or. Okay. Yeah. Um, what would my life look like if I thought and felt the exact opposite way? Why do people who think and feel differently than this think or feel the way they do? And how do people opposing how I am thinking or feeling right now think or feel? So I think it was very complicated to read those. Um, but basically the next thing I liked, it said, try what it, to try what it feels like to change your perspective can be fun and illuminating and, and practice seeing life as someone else does. So just try to, to take on the perspective of somebody who might look at something different than you. So I'm going to look at my house thing. Like Michelle looked at her house thing. That's what I mean, those are great questions for reflection. I mean, it's very like structured. It's like, why? Why am I feeling this way? Yeah. Just kind of doing your own therapy. Yes. Self-reflection. And and that we haven't mentioned too, because we wanted to to touch on expectations um, because that perspective does influence expectations. Like maybe with, I don't know if you said this, but maybe with your house, did you feel like, well, the expectation from your family would be that you would want to hold on to that house? Oh, well, that was absolutely. That's what, that's what my dad said. He said, um, you know, that's why he, he offered it to me that I, that, you know, he knew that it was important to me. It was very important to him. Um, and so that was his perspective and, and it, you know, it is important to me, but at the same time, you know, why, you know, holding on to it would not necessarily be the, the healthiest things. It's like visiting ghosts. 
So it is, it is. I, I, I mean, I would never want to go back to one of my childhood homes, but, but there were many. So it wasn't like I had one, you know, with all my growing up, but, but I love to, the last thing I'll read out of this article, and then we can just kind of, I think it was the last thing is just chit chat to wrap things up. But um, I thought this was really important said, furthermore, if you don't question your perspective, you'll never know if it's actually yours. And that kind of, I think, goes into the expectations too. Like, is it my perspective or it was, is it because of what I grew up with my parents or any of that, you know, or influenced by friends or whatever it is, is this actually my perspective? Or if I don't even know what my perspective is, I can't reflect, I can't question it. So I think I'm in a good place with my perspective on the house, but it is a little bit of a loss, would you say? Yeah, yeah, I I think absolutely. I mean, because you did have a lot of of great memories there and it was a a beautiful, it still is a beautiful house. So yeah, absolutely. It's It's a change. I feel like sometimes grief just comes with change, even if it's good change, there's still some grief that comes with it. That's so wise. Go ahead and say, say Michelle is very wise. Michelle is very wise. Oh, it's so strange. It's so strange. <laughs> well, I know it's a weird thing. And again, because like the Seinfeld and all that stuff, but it just, just something to think about, you know, for everybody that it, to help you detach a little bit and from your emotions and, and talk about it in a different way, according to the research too, is a very healthy way for you to process things and look at things differently and take the emotion out. I mean, we don't want you to take the emotion out of everything and forever emotions are important, but at least to analyze and reflect. Well, and I think it's important to, especially for women, this statement, um, question your perspective. So you'll know if it's actually yours, you know, it's like in my situation, I, I know my dad wanted me to buy the house because it was important to him. He kind of wanted to stay in the family, but that was his perspective. You know, had your kids asked you to hold on to the house, uh, uh. then it would be kind of even more like when, when our family like asks us to do something that makes it that. And, and I think that happens a lot as women. And so that makes it a little tougher to differentiate that perspective. That is very interesting because I just remembered something What oldest. And again, we've lived in a lot of houses, but this is a very unique, unusual house. But Jamie, well, my biological oldest, the one who threw my own advice back at me, which actually made me very happy. It meant that he listens. Um, <laughs> but in the beginning, when we were trying to figure out what to do about the house, because it was, it was everything. It wasn't just the care of the house and the age of the house. Um, it wasn't just that it was also the finances and it was us wanting to have more freedom to travel is all of it. But I think he thought it was just finances. And he was like, mom, what if we, what if we like do a new mortgage and we, we own the house together? What if I can, can like invest and be part of it with you? Cause I really don't want you to sell it. He, oh. did, he did say that, but then I think he realized he's also the kid who says to us all the time, you love Montana, move to Montana. You don't have to live in Tennessee. Why he, you know, he's lived in New York and San Francisco and um, DC, and he's been on trips all over the world by himself just because he wants to. So 
but he did say that and that did for a while and and now that i'm now that i'm reflecting i i was ruminating on that i know that i was like oh the kids are going to be so disappointed they're going to hate that what am i going to do they're going to think we're a failure they're not going to have a base where are we going to all that stuff they're not going to have their own bedrooms when they come home for christmas we're going to have more people in the house all that stuff do you do you think his perspective was because he thought you wanted to keep the house or because he and that's or both probably probably hard to say yeah i think a little bit um it's he's an interesting kid at this point because he's really spent a lot of time on growth and he is it and he's 32 my kids are now at the age where it's going to be hard for me to remember but i think he's 32 so he's starting to be more about family and he wants us to be close and he wants us to spend time together and i think that the time we spent together during covid even though it was very challenging it was also very special so yeah i think it's a little bit of everything but i don't think he was disappointed or let down or anything by the fact that we chose to move. So that was a good question. Very insightful. Michelle is very insightful. And Tammy appreciates it. So, oh my gosh, I don't know how long we've talked, but I was looking forward to this so much, even when I got up this morning, like at six and I was still like reading and I was just very excited. So I hope that we've made some sense. Do you think we've made sense? I think so. And, and I kind of have changed my perspective on third person speaking <laughs> in the third person. Cause I, and, and I wouldn't have thought that could ever happen. This is going to be a new thing. And I hope the people who listened, um, maybe they'll join in the fun. So we've, I guess we've, we've hashed it all out, right? We've talked about. I feel like we, yes, I feel like that, um, the articles were you picked wonderful articles to talk about perspective. I was going to say, Tammy, thanks you, but I'm, I'm going to stop that now. So thank you. Well, I'm re- I am ready to like dive deeper in things and really get back to even if it's articles or books or just the literature and the research, I think it's always important to not just for me anyway, to not just get the latest thing that's on good morning America and just, stop there. Cause there's so much out there. You're not going to find unless you dig. And that's our job, right. To find out the good stuff and pass it along to you who are listening. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are research nerds anyway. We always have been. So that's right. Okay. Well then we, we are so glad that you joined us today. Thank you so much. And we will be going deeper in the future on things. We'll start having guests soon. I'm not sure exactly what, but please pass the show link along to your friends and subscribe and download, review. I mean, that helps us so much in the growth of our podcast. Um, Head over to TammyWest.com to find the links and all the information that we promised. If you haven't joined our private Facebook group, um, A Place for Women, Consider Yourself Hugged, the link will be in the show notes and it's going to, hopefully be your source of encouragement and we'd love for you to participate send us your thoughts and also in the show notes this week we'll start putting this every week is michelle's website so you can check out her practice um, see what she's all about if she can help you in any way so thank you so much for listening for growing our group and until next time ladies consider yourself hugged That was terrible. I was going to say that was our best ever. (laughs) Our best ever.